Welcome to this podcast. Here we discuss introspection, being, development, and all the good stuff. What is anti-Semitism? For some, it's a baseless hatred, an illogical presupposition about a certain ethnicity or race, depending how you define those. And it works, you know, it works as an argument and it's like, what? how do you respond to baselessness and irrationality with rationality, with more clear you know, oversight and and disrupting the illogical people from getting voice or producing violence. Um, but that is that is um, not enough, I believe, not enough as an analysis. And we're going to take this time to find more depth than that. Okay, so when you look at a individual as some sort of organism on its own, a species of its own, and you're studying that individual and then you see hatred arise, then it's easy to assume that they're isolated in them own in their own structure and we need to study their own their personal life in relation to their hatred or whatever they find to be politically uh, important. Okay, but that that's unfair because they're they're every organism is part of a different a part of a super organism part of a superstructure and we don't look at the generality in terms of the long history and the collective identities and and all the information that produces the the final product of this modern individual then i think we're not doing a justice to 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 what we need to get to in, in terms of the conversation, in terms of proper solutions, right? Even practical political solutions. Because as one who tries to combat anti-Semitism from just responding to the illogical aspects of it, you know, how, how far can you push rationality? And, and in terms of violence, you know, rationality doesn't really matter you know so we would need if we got a better analysis than even in the political sphere even when we need to take proper solutions on the ground and in a real manner we were able we're equipped to, to handle that so that's the first point but let's let's understand the full picture if you will on on this subject Okay, so I think it starts with the birth of the Jewish nation or the birth of the Jewish identity because, you know, the identity became before the nation. And it's arguably not a nation at different times in its history. But an identity it was from its onset. So if we understand its birth, then we could understand some of you know, the later activity and the behavior and the response to that behavior. And so we find the birth of the 
the Jewish identity in, in Egypt. And I'm not just talking in the biblical sense. Historically, there is there is connections to that. And, and if we say that Judaism, or I wouldn't say Judaism, the Jewish identity at its onset were, you know, creating a new thesis that said that there's only one God in the universe, then the first production of that theory was found in Egypt. And so we're going to have to go to Egypt to find out what, where and when that birth occurred. Okay, so what surrounds an identity? When, when we say identity, and the discussion of what is an identity is important for this discussion, but not relevant in the moment, we want to know the borders that surround it and, and what, what it encompasses in its totality. And so to define the Jewish identity at its birth, we would find um, that theory, that theory of the single God, you know, in terms of the Egyptian, what do you say, um, multiple gods. But in truth, Egypt itself was developing to to get to that final theory that nature is connected, that everything is one and it's it's all one organism, it's all one single entity of experience. Meaning what I say now has to do with what's happening in my mind, which has to do with how I interacted with the environment previously. And everything is just Nothing is standalone and, and cannot be connected to its environmental causation, cause and effect or whatever, the interconnected nature of reality. And, and we've come in the scientific revolution, we've come to know, let's call it, we've come to know with, with provable theories how interconnected nature is. And so here we are at the in Egypt, right, slowly moving towards, right, because there were so many gods. And then there's this one, they turned the sun into this ultimate god. Or they started making things more ultimate. And then finally, the Jewish separation was, or the let's call it the Moses separation, was it's only one god and there's nothing else but one god. Okay, so... In the ancient history, it sounds like some sort of political importance at that era. But in reality, what it was really saying was that, as we said, is this that all of nature is, is, is one and it's all interconnected. And more than that, it's that the idea of progress is important. Okay, so... Let's connect the two, and then we can understand why the Jewish identity represents progress and define progress as well. So if you believe everything is interconnected, right, so then you you would want to get to the highest point of that interconnectedness and understand the interconnected depth till you could reach no further. And once you could reach no further, you could reach you'll you'll reach into the abyss. And so if you believe that things are standalone and, and, and separated 
fundamentally, there's no reason, there's no hierarchy, there's no reason to move anywhere or to orient yourself towards towards um, a dramatic um, change in selfhood. Okay, so in Egypt, consciousness or like the human sophistication that's able to reflect on themselves and expand themselves and like make things sacred and, and true and real to them, right? Make life and death sacred. All these elements of consciousness was slowly developing in the civilization of Egypt, meaning Egypt was leading to that. And, and at the time of that Jewish departure or the Jewish identity departure from Egypt, what occurred is that they decided to entrench into that notion of progress, into that notion of complete interconnectedness, and separate from the Egypt that said we still want to be connected to the standalone elements and that consciousness, human evolution, or its final developments are not fundamentally important. And so you find this nation or this identity that gets into the desert or wherever and then gets to the to the land that they finally reside in um, championing progress in themselves. Now, the nations around the other identities did not take a particular interest in that and in that universality of experience and that depth, right? Because not only do you get interconnectedness and progress, you also get depth in everything, right? Because you're you're never settled to not explore every level of experience. And so romanticism comes out of it, um, you know, uh, the poetic, every everything comes out of that higher level of consciousness, right? The prophetic, right? Now, there's no anti-Semitism because there's no integration. There's no, the identities are not overlapping. And they have their gods and this identity, this Jewish identity has their god. So, and, and it works and there's battles, but, but it works in a sense where no one is feeling an inner resentment, like a tor like a dynamical relationship where like you're you're taking something from me or you're giving something to me. It's not integrated, okay? But progress happens, right? And we get to the Greeks, we get to the Romans, we get to this immense civilizations with with all their study and all their their greatness, right? And and so it's only natural that that extreme level of progress is going to be associated with the people who championed it or, or, or pushed that agenda. Now, you may want to say that, oh, the Jewish people are actually in the inner chambers of Greece or the inner chambers of you know Rome and, and manipulating them to keep going and keep developing but in truth 
it's just the fact that there's there's relationships happening and in some sense Rome is championing progress for themselves but also because of some of their relationship um, dynamics with the Jewish nation with the Jewish identity that somehow became instilled through through Athens through and ge geographically they're all like in relationship at that era right they're all in commerce and in 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 battle and in many different arenas and so we wouldn't say that the Jews made Greece the Jewish identity made Greece or the Jewish identity made Rome but the core progress the core Egyptian notion of a developing consciousness and the fine finality of the Jewish identity to say that is it and nothing else is important meaning there's nothing but God in, in, in the ancient version was still the 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 uh, the sediment or the sentiment of of the of the progress of these major civilizations um and so i, I don't i don't like when there's this pride because it's not it's not pride and we'll see why it's not pride in a second okay and then what happens is that in truth the jewish theory the, of of progress and development of consciousness is is not perfectly good or great and it's not a perfect solution for life and so we have the middle ages we have different eras where there's a complete failure of progress if anything the progress cost all that failure meaning let's take our generation for example we call it the mental health crisis but we could really call it progress that's just turning against us because if you create such human development and expansiveness and it gets turned against oneself it becomes a chaotic system you know if the system is not complex then then its lack of complexity doesn't cause doesn't make doesn't have room to like fail too far but the more something's complex, the more something's diverse, the more it could turn against itself. Meaning the more human you are, and we the German is the example here, the more human you are, the more ubermensch you are, the more you're able to just get into a place in that complexity that that is totally almost well, it's evil in the German sense, but it's totally um considered a failure even at the scheme of the pre you know civilized environments and so it's almost like it's worth it to stay an animal or to say a subhuman and not have to meet those failures okay so the jewish theory or the theory of progress is 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 flawed fundamentally because of the fact that that risk ends up costing possibly a worse environment than what predates civilization because the animal gets his gets his food and he's done but the human who's becoming so sophisticated ends up creating these 
most creative ways to torture a human being, like in the Middle Ages. And, and it's just the creativity mixed with the brutalness is, is something that's it's so difficult to, to deal with when you push progress because it's like this is what could happen that and so anti-semitism according to this line of thinking is not is not an anti the jew as a ethnic race or whatever but what the jewish identity represents and it's very tied into the jew because the jew is part of that even when they detract from the the religious identity of it but because it's just been passed down it's in the it's in the collective identity and the collective trauma it's just imprinted in them to to push that progress when there's a notion of a failure in progress the first people to blame are the ones who have pushed subconsciously and consciously the notion of progress okay so they're not anti the jew fundamentally they're anti the progress that the jew represents and we could say for generations can never depart from okay so according to this what's what's the answer here right because we're the political angle is to say um we need a solution. How do you deal with that practically? Well, first by not saying that it's illogical, irrational, because this is very rational. Second, it's um, realizing a certain stalemate here, because it's, it is a fundamental flaw, and it is the, the Jewish identity that has pushed this agenda that has this fundamental flaw within it. So the options are this, either the world fill in the failures of their own success by stopping the progress, stopping the race to the moon, stopping the AI progress, and taking account, taking stock of what they have, becoming dynamical in that, and not having the ability to fail with that level of progress taking care of the vulnerabilities right now we could also task the jewish identity to do this because the jewish identity should be chief leaders to say we're creating all because of our theory there's all these vulnerabilities so therefore we need to cover those vulnerabilities First and foremost, because we need to be that example, right? But the solution here is, is individualistic as well, because each person needs to account for their level of progress and their vulnerabilities and, and, and to, to go into inside. And so you'll see the intellectual right conversation pushing the individual growth and, and whatnot, and that's for sure the, the approach here, but the political sphere would need to circle back and, and let go of that progress and fight 
the Jewish theory or fight the Jewish identity. And so they're doing, in a way, something right here. They're like, no, no, go away, the Jewish identity and what you represent and what you've taught us because we need to stop that. Now, the Jewish identity is being tasked with saying, yeah, you're right, we need to stop the progress, we need to take care of the vulnerabilities, and if that response is, is in due time, then there's there's a happy conversation being happening. But the stalemate is in two ports, two, two, two arenas in the political sphere. One is that the Jewish identity is not taking that account of vulnerability because they spent their... They sent millennials on on the theory of progress, right? And so to just account for that, the flaws within it and the vulnerabilities, that's that's a task that's that's very uh, serious. It might be a serious dent into the identity and a threat, existential threat to the identity. Because if you start saying that your identity is fundamentally built on something flawed, then what do you have when you start critiquing? When you start becoming self-conscious on your own identity, then there's a matter in a matter of time the identity fails, or the identity is transformed to its next level, which is dynamical both in its theory and in its vulnerabilities. Right, just like the individual. Right, there's. There, there's always people who are getting to the therapy tradition. There's not many people who are getting into the therapy tradition and getting out but staying connected to it so that they could pull out the therapy hat and the therapy focus and they could let go of it and say, well, it's not the full picture of my life and it's just a narrative. And so it's difficult to do something like that. And so in terms of an identity, it would be even more difficult. Now, that doesn't discount the fact that everybody needs to take account away from the progress, away from the consciousness, away from that development. But it does mean that in doing so, there's a certain distaste towards the Jewish identity because they're just sitting there pushing progress. Well, well, I see myself, you know, they're pushing the race to the moon. Well, I see, you know, homeless people right so there there's a disparity and so there's going to be a certain sense of resentment and so that that's just one level in the depth of the anti-semitism conversation thanks for listening and if you would like to see the video version of this check out my channel on youtube